Hello, this is Hilary Robertson. Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. I'm joined today by Tom Hammond and James Francis Brown, who are co-artistic directors of Hertfordshire Festival of Music. And this year's festival will run from 4th to the 10th of June. It was postponed last year, obviously, (laughs) due to the pandemic. And this will be a very special event. Chloe Hanslip is this year's principal artist. And Judith Weir, CBE, is the featured living composer. There are lots of artists and ensembles performing this year at lots and lots of different venues. And I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with Tom and James very shortly. I hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to Harmonious World. I'm joined by Tom Hammond and James Francis Brown. Hello. Hello. Hi, nice to see you both. Thank you for joining me. Can one of you begin by telling me what the decision-making process was about obviously cancelling the 2020 festival and then deciding that you were going to risk it and go for it this year? Uh, I think the decision to cancel was fairly fairly obvious and also hugely... uh, complicated to, to to work out the best way to do it. We thought originally, well, shall we move it into, I was, how naive this now sounds, but shall we move it into the sort of later in the summer last year? And of course, things just got worse and worse. And we, we uh, you know, saw how it was going and thought, well, next year. And now, of course, you know, there was even that point where we were thinking, did we even get that right? But I think with the whole way that things the vaccine roll out and so on i think we felt you know collectively as an organization that the time was right we would be in the vanguard of those organizations starting up again but um it felt just about right actually and we're doing the very best we can uh, to make sure that any remaining doubts about um you, you know the, the wisdom of going out and about to a, attending a live concert uh, is is diminished because we've got lovely kind of uh, ideas. We've, we've got spacing, bubbles, and so on. The other thing was that um, last year in the spring, when we took the decision, we had to postpone. We were in a position to offer um, the musicians who'd been due to perform in June half of the fee that they would have taken that summer, which, I mean, at that point, there'd been no announcement of, of things like, you know, well, it wouldn't count for our musicians, Berlowski, but certainly the self-employed help hadn't been announced. So at that point, to even offer what in a way was sort of chicken feed, um, but just to offer the musicians something felt really important. And we were lucky that um, the Arts Council, who supported generally, were, were supportive of that decision. And um, the one at the moment, sad admission from this June's programme. However, there's one musician who's a, me- a fifth member of a uh, of a group called ZRI who were doing a fantastic semi-open air concert in at Hartford Brewery um, on the fifth of June. But um, Iris lives in Cyprus now. Last year, Cyprus was one of the least affected places in Europe and possibly on the planet. But actually, at the moment, Cyprus is suffering, so Iris can't come. Um, so we're trying to work around a bit of a clever, possible clever technical solution to have her there virtually as part of the group. Can't promise anything because, you know, you can imagine the potential barriers to um, live Zooming from Cyprus. But but the, the rest of the group were so devastated that they couldn't be 
the five that they always, you know, that they are, um, that they're trying to involve in some way, shape or form. Thanks. Um, James, when you started off that response, you, you were talking about the decision to cancel 2020s festival and I think that decision to pay the musicians 50 percent that's um, an amazingly generous and I, I you know and I know that that other venues and and organizations have perhaps been criticized for not being so generous and I think that that goes to show how much this is a festival of musicians by musicians for musicians to show your your best to the audience. That's um, that's very generously um, and nicely put, actually. And I think you've touched on there what Tom and I feel is the difference between a festival and, um, let's say, uh, a series, a concert series. However important those things are, there's we've felt this in the last five years. It very it feels very much as though you're cultivating a, a sort of um, how would I put it, a sort of family atmosphere because musicians come for a few days, they, there's a sort of cross-pollination of ideas and, and moods and so on. And I think the audience picks this up as well. If they're a bit more immersed in something like a festival where they they see musicians coming in and out of, of sort of coffee shops and so on, and, and there's, a, you know, stopping in the road for a quick chat, that kind of thing really does go on. And, and so there is a feeling of... Um, of a kind of companionable element between between musicians and audience that I think it's it's very hard to achieve in other circumstances, and that's one thing I think we want to encourage and um, expand that sense of a family of musicians and, and audience. Great. Moving on to this year, tell me the dates. Tell me some of the venues that you're using and um, so we start on friday the 4th of june and it's on and off until the thursday the 10th of june a lot of the um, activity happens over the first weekend in hartford itself although later um in the festival we're also we're in hitchin at benzo music um we're in uh near potter's bar queenswood school we've also been a huge support to to us where there's a masterclass happening there and some concerts. Uh, venues wise, we've got a beautiful church in Hartford called All Saints, which is a very big space. Ordinarily can hold up to 500 people, but we're only allowed to have 70 members of the audience maximum. So wow. um, it's not it's not going to feel, I'm sure it will still feel brilliant though. At any other time it would feel awful, but to have 70 people in a space that big, but I think this year that will still feel like an, an absolute, crowds you know um and it's acoustically it's fabulous especially for instrumental music there's also the hartford st andrews church which is a little more intimate but a, another beautiful space fabulous acoustics and the first concert is the albion string quartet and they're in that church an unusual venue is um the brewery at uh Mullins brewery which is very near the center of hartford and it's going to be a sort of semi-open air gig. There will be beers and other other drinks available. Not all of them need to be alcoholic, but um, there are alcoholic drinks available. And people will be able to sit, um, you know, in their in their groups, in their bubble groups. Um, and the music for that's been provided by the group ZRI. The one that I mentioned should be five. Four of them here, one of them 
uh, is in Cyprus. And um, they're a fantastic group, aren't they? I saw them at Benzo like, a couple of years ago. Oh, yes. They were, um, they're just so fun. They make classical music so engaging and just amazing. Yeah. It's toe-tapping, it's toe-tapping stuff, that's for sure. Um, one venue that we usually um, love to be at in Hartford, um, but we can't this year because it's just too small and the amounts of people who'd be allowed inside would just make it impossible, um, is the Friends Meeting House, which is the oldest Quaker uh, meeting house still in use in the entire world. It's built in 1670. It's a superb space. So if you ever get a chance to visit... Um, it's got incredibly thick walls um, and wood and um, so it's just timber and plaster and it hasn't really changed much at all since 1617. And the acoustics in there are also fabulous, especially for sort of smaller groups. Um, we often have had jazz uh, musicians in there, um, but we can't this year. But we want to celebrate the, the fact that they had their 350th anniversary in 2020. Um, so we've got an early music group called Fontanella. They're actually going to do the performance back in All Saints Church over the road. But the whole programme is about the music of that year. At Queenswood, we have um, the masterclass, uh, which Tom and I have very much enjoyed. We've had a tremendous response to the call for musicians actually of any age. One of our uh, outlooks uh, with the festival, and again, this is a sort of festival thing, is that usually there's this sort of cut-off point at the age of 30 and everything's seen as a, as a, as a competitive thing. If you don't get there when you're young, then you, you've, you've sort of, that's it, closed door. But um, we've, we've always opened that out. Uh, and um, yes, a tremendous response. It was very difficult for us to, to, to bring it down to the number that we can that Chloe Hanslip can cope with. But uh, I think that's going to be fascinating, the, uh, the chance to see how a, how a wonderful musician like Chloe thinks and also how she's able to convey uh, with not just words, because, of course, um, she will demonstrate how, how to get these sounds out of the instrument. And it's a, it's a very exciting thing to see that transmission uh, and inspiration cross from one person to another in in just a few minutes and you sometimes you hear amazing transformations of sound and uh, expression coming from you know musicians who haven't possibly had that kind of opportunity and encounter before that's going to be very exciting we also have the two performances on thursday with Chloe and Danny Driver, who's they're, they're a partnership that go back a long way. And Chloe has recently released uh, recordings of all the Beethoven violin sonatas. And we would have been last year, of course, celebrating the big Beethoven date. But, uh, you know, we think, well, Beethoven's always got something to say about such a wide range of human condition. And, and actually, loneliness is one of those things that he uh, very much encountered through his deafness himself. And I think you can feel this inner imagination, this intimacy, quietness, particularly in the last violin sonata that he wrote. Uh, it's just such a strangely beautiful, haunting piece. Um, it's quite it's quite big and it goes into strange, um, strange areas. 
but it's so beautiful. I think it will be a very uh, consoling moment for, for the audience to hear that, that piece. I think that, um, just to quickly say about the masterclass as well, we, um, we will be able to live stream that one for anyone who couldn't get there mm. in person. We're not doing much in the way of live streaming, um, actually, as a festival for all sorts of pragmatic reasons. Um, also, I have to admit, this is purely personal, I don't expect James to agree with this, but I just um, want to go back to purely live music uh, consumption once more. But just picking up on that feeling of, um, you know, loneliness or or is it a bit of a consolation? I'm not sure, but in the concert in Hartford that Chloe is our soloist for, this is in All Saints Church on the the Saturday, the 5th of June, there's two two short performances of the same programme. But she's finishing with a fabulous piece of music by Arvo Pett called Fracture, which is, it, you you can have that piece in sort of very many different formats. Sometimes you'll hear it just with a violin and piano. It kind of works on a number of instruments in a number of ways, but we're doing it with Chloe Hansip as the soloist with a string orchestra and a little bit of percussion. Uh, it's not a long piece and it's in some senses it's not a complicated piece of music but it's got an incredible power and um i would just call it hypnotic mm. um and i don't know why it feels like a relevant piece of music for coming out of the last year but it just does <laughs> <laughs> queenswood school is a new venue for the festival this year and the school have been incredibly supportive to us and they're hosting Chloe Hansip's violin and viola, I should say, masterclass on Tuesday the 8th of June, um, as well as the last concerts of the festival on Thursday the 10th of June in their chapel, which is a lovely space, a lovely building. And it's just nice for us to explore a little bit of Hertfordshire we haven't been to before. We, we have a kind of um, home base, as it were, in Hertford, but every year that the festival has been going, we've gone somewhere else could be to Auburn's, it's been, we've been to Stevenage, we've been to um, Hitchin a number of times with Ben's though, of course, and now down towards the Hatfield Potter area with um, going to Queenswood School. So tell me about the Dementia Project that's part of the festival as a whole and not linked to a specific concert or a specific venue. Yes, so um, this is something we've been planning for some time now, working in partnership with the outreach uh, part of the Orchestra of the Swan. It's called Music Cares. And they have a very innovative approach to sending specially trained musicians into care home settings to, to bring uh, music to people who, for whom that is um, uh, one of the main points of access to uh, a wider sense of, of being when so many other routes to that are are diminished, um, particularly uh, as a result of what's what's happened in the last year, visitors not being able to, uh, to, to visit their loved ones in care homes. And I have a, a sort of, um, unfortunately, rather special insight into this in that my father is living with Alzheimer's. He's in a care home. And I've seen the, the, the transforming power of music. I went in to see him 
before COVID, uh, obviously, I haven't, I've hardly seen seen him in 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 the flesh, as it were, uh, over the last year. But I was able to go in and play. They had a piano in the uh, care home, and I was able to go in and play pieces that I'd played as a child. Uh, which you know, he'd been sort of sitting sitting there listening to me practice. And I should say, you know, he he'd got he'd become very quiet and reclusive, not. Not, you know, not tending to sort of make conversation. But when I finished playing this piece, I, I looked round and saw that he had tears rolling down his cheeks and he was never a particularly sort of emotionally, what's the word, exuberantly emotional person. And he said something that absolutely sort of brought a lump to my throat. He said, all my friends have come back, uh, which struck me as a, a very poetic way of putting what music is to a lot of people. It's like the sense of a friend or a being that, that returns from time to time because it's sort of as complicated as a being, I think, music. It's as rich as. And uh, uh, this, this is something that has become more and more acknowledged uh, within the, the care home setting, the power of music to transform lives. So, so this is what we want to do. We're having to use all sorts of technology to, uh, to to get it to work because we aren't actually going to be physically going in there uh, but that challenge um, we've we've overcome um, via thanks to zoom uh, and it's going to work well I think that's fantastic so so the musicians who are performing as part of the festival are getting involved in performing albeit through a screen but nevertheless for people in a in, in a care home setting is that right that's, that's right yes and it's it's sort of bi-directional so it's you know it's interactive oh good so at, at any level that people will be able to participate that's fine you know it's just making that connection and uh, there's an, another way um that we wanted to sort of widen opportunity as well which we are able to do albeit you know limited a little bit this year of course which is we're going to do um what's called a relaxed rehearsal at midday on mm. Saturday the 4th of June at All Saints Church in Hartford so this is part this is actually part of my rehearsal time for the concert that I'm conducting um that night so it's a double challenge because we want to um really include the people who can come inside the church at that point and um the idea is it's for anyone who ordinarily felt they couldn't come to the performance in the evening because um of the need to remain kind of quiet you know during concerts you can't um I, I i don't necessarily subscribe to sort of cathedral like uh or should i say monastery like quietness in performances but you know on the whole you probably don't feel like you can sing along um or cap along and um, so if you're the parent of very young children um or indeed anyone who feels like you know they want to make noise and um, we've got this 45 minute open rehearsal with our orchestra that we've put together for this year we're going to use the brilliant Romanian folk dances by Bartok which is going to open the program that night Hillary's smiling yes I know if you if you're listening to this and you go never heard that music you have to it's amazing (laughs) and they're such good fun and I'll let I'll let you into a little secret I've already spotted the opportunity because one of the one of these dances translates to dance on one spot and seeing as we're not supposed to move around at the moment and get too close to anyone else, kind of thinking we might be able to 
get a few people dancing on one in one spot. Oh, that's that's brilliant. So where can people find out about the events of the festival? The main portal, I think, to to this is is our website, the Hertfordshire Festival of Music. And we have a performance and events page with with everything laid out uh, in order. And uh, we hope simple booking instructions it explains also that you know due to the precarious situation people oughtn't to feel concerned that if there's a cancellation there's there'll be a big problem um i think uh, you know the, the, the refunding on tickets is something not to worry about we are present on social media so you should be able to find us on facebook twitter and instagram as well the thing we can't do this year is sell you a ticket on the door actually physically in person but you could literally if there are any left because there are limited amounts of seats available so we do encourage people to book early but um you could be outside a venue on your phone booking this ticket online but we can't physically sell you that's that seat because we don't want to be dealing with touching tickets and all that kind of stuff at the moment hopefully next year we'll be back to total normal yeah, that's a really reassuring way for people to know that everything is being taken care of so that the venues and the musicians and the audiences are COVID safe. Exactly. And also, as James was saying, if you had bought a ticket to come to an event and then you were uh, told that you needed to self-isolate, we will refund you that ticket in full. So, you know, there's, there's no risk to booking a ticket in advance. Fantastic. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World. Please do leave me a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also buy me a coffee. To finish, I'm just going to play another few bars from The Heart's Grace. You heard the opening at the beginning of this podcast. And now I'm playing a few bars from the middle. This is by James Francis Brown. And as performed by Tasmin Little on her award-winning CD. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week. And please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World. <laughs>